0: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com/therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com/therapy30.
1: Now joining us on the Bet MGM Rewards hotline is our friend Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I know you've been uh, enjoying the college football week one that we saw this, this weekend.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. It's, it's good to have, you know, a game on tonight. I'm, I'm on Clemson, laying a big number here, so uh, a little disappointed in the quarterback play. But, you know, we got a lot of game left.
1: A lot of game left. Yeah, what do you make of Clemson this season? Tristan and I, we were talking about them last segment obviously Dabo has that program rolling they've won a couple of national championships out of them struggled last season but this year do you make them the clear favorites to win the ACC and even maybe get back to the playoff?
2: Yeah I think so. I mean I, I coming in like listen the, the teams that you know obviously could catch them NC State had a lot of hype coming into the season. They looked a little bit flat, right? Down performance out of them, got by the, by the skin of their teeth against East Carolina. And then you have Miami, right? With Ball down in Miami, they look very impressive, putting up 70 points. So we'll have to see them against, you know, some different competition. But really, the quarterback's the only thing missing in Clemson. Like, they, they have a, a NFL defense. They got a good running game. They got all kinds of talent. And it's just... You know, if DJ doesn't get it together, you know, I, I think uh, Davo is going to have a quick hook with them because what they don't want to see this year is a repeat of last year. Even though they got 10 wins, it was considered a down year.
3: Mark, what do you make of the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? What do you think that says about both programs? Are we overreacting to say maybe that Notre Dame is better than, than we thought? Or are we reacting thinking that Ohio State is maybe not as dominant as we thought? Like, I guess, what's your, what do you take from that game?
2: Yeah, I take that Jackson Smith and Jigba is very, very good. (laughs) And, like, them losing him early really kind of disrupted, I think, what they wanted to do on offense. I think if he's healthy through that entire game, you know, they're much more successful. But I still think – I want to say they got 6.3 yards per play – Um, in the contest. So, you know, Notre Dame did a good job of keeping things in front of them and not letting up those explosive plays. And and that that was a way for them to kind of keep the game close and give themselves kind of a shot if they could make some big plays on their own. But, you know, I thought the Ohio State defense looked pretty solid. Um, That was obviously what held them back last year. Um, I like Buckner. I like Notre Dame in general, but I, I just think that they're not there with those elite teams. And I think that game was, you know, probably a little bit of, you know, Smith and Jigba, their best weapon, the out going down early. And then, you know, Notre Dame kind of employing a game plan to where they could kind of keep it competitive, but never really threaten the Buckeyes.
1: Yeah, Mark, Notre Dame honestly was probably impressive in a loss. They did cover the spread. But in total, as you look at week one, who was the team you say that impressed you the most?
2: It's got to be Syracuse, right? And Sean Tucker. I mean, that was really the game. I was on the Louisville money line in that game. I got it early. I got a good number and uh, ended up losing that one big. At least it was, you know, got away from me early, so I didn't have to sweat it out. But, you know, Syracuse looked really good on both sides of the ball. Um, Louisville made a lot of mistakes, but I thought offensively with Sean Tucker, I was surprised. You know, Garrett Schrader is a quarterback who I was very down on coming into the season. He played very well using his mobility and was able to make some passes. I mean, there were a few games down the stretch last year where he had completion percentages, you know, under 40%. You know, it was pretty ugly. So for him to see him make that progression and make that next step, now listen, Louisville is not known for having a great defense, but, you know, I think it's a good start for a program that kind of needs to start off the season that way to build some confidence. So um, I was very impressed with Syracuse.
3: Talking about a team that really got their confidence knocked into the mouth. A lot of people were on Oregon, plus 17 and a half. And it never was close. It didn't even look like it was ever going to be a scenario where Bo Nix was going to be able to get it done. Now, they do have Ty Thompson, uh, a backup quarterback who they thought maybe would actually get some time last year when Anthony Brown was pretty horrible. What do you make of the Ducks?
2: Yeah, so I was one of those people, right? I had the 17-and-a-half. Didn't go crazy. It was a small play, but it was still a kick in the gut, right? You know, because that game was never competitive. And I think it was just a miss on my end from a handicapping perspective, and I think where that comes in is I just expected them to be more physical in the trenches. And, I, you know, they were getting blown off the ball early on both sides of the ball, and that that was really the thing. I think Georgia did some good things offensively as far as, like, spreading Oregon out and kind of – you know, taking away their strengths. Um, I I thought, you know, offensively, Georgia looked great, um, even in the passing game, which is something I didn't expect. Did not expect all those points out of the Bulldogs, but was really surprised. Like, you could tell early when they couldn't stop the mall and they were getting mauled in the trenches, that that was an area I thought they would be competitive in, which is why I thought it would be a lower-scoring game and the 17-and-a-half would be valuable, but it wasn't that way. I mean, it it was over from the get-go, and I think Georgia used this game to kind of reassert themselves you know, they got tired of being, you know, defending champions and hearing everyone say it's a two-team race with Alabama and Ohio State, right? So, they're right back in the mix. I thought they looked very good. But Oregon, you know, with Bo Nix, I mean, I don't know. You know, again, I don't think they're going to be strong a quarterback whether they go to him or Thompson, but... I was really surprised at how the lack of physicality we saw out of that team in Dan Lanning's opener.
3: Now that Oregon doesn't have to play any SEC teams moving forward for the rest of the season, they get Pac-12 teams and some non-conference uh, cupcakes that you know usually happen. You know, how, how should we be thinking about Oregon based on what we've seen in terms of how we should bet them moving forward?
2: yeah it's i mean it's probably going to be on a week-to-week basis because again it's like against these you know teams you know we can call them cupcakes or we can call them you know might not have the the physicality that the sec teams do it's going to be up to the quarterback not to make mistakes right and and that's really how they lose those games and how they lost them in the past is just kind of giving them away with turnovers in, in bad spots so um, Oregon's a team I thought I had a pretty good pulse on. I liked them, you know, to win. You know, I thought they could win nine games coming in the season. Their win total was eight and a half. Um, I thought, you know, they would be kind of in the mix with Utah and USC to to win the Pac-12. But I'm not so sure now, just after seeing the way they got physically dominated. It is Georgia, but still it was that it was such a wide gap that it is a cause of concern because that's really where I thought they would hold an advantage over their Pac-12 opponents is you know, in the trenches, and now they're seeing that. I'm not so sure.
1: Mark, got to ask you about the LSU-Florida State game last night. I-, I guess it was an instant classic. I mean, you can call uh-huh. it from the finish, but with all that happened in the final two minutes, all the mistakes made, it-, it was a crazy game. What are you doing with LSU this season? Do you think people are just overreacting to Game 1 in the Brian Kelly era, or... Do you think that this team is really going to struggle in the SEC West this season?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to struggle. And I wasn't so sure coming in, like, you know, coming into the year. I'm like, you know what, they got enough playmakers. Like, they got Boutte and those guys. And I I don't think that, like, it's not only that they lost, but it was how they lost. And it's simple stuff. Like, they were, you know, getting through, you know, making those extra points a problem the whole game. And, And we saw no adjustments. You know, from a quarterback perspective, like I don't think Daniels is gonna be the guy. He was like, Hey, first read's not there, he's taking off running, right? And and that's just not going to work throughout the duration of the season. Defenses are going to kind of clamp down on that. And, you know, they they, they it's another team. They had a hard time with FSU. Their offensive line was an issue. FSU's front seven was all over them. So um you know i I have my concerns and just the way they lost it, it just to me, it looked like a team that wasn't prepared. They weren't prepared to start the game offensively they didn't have a good game plan, and you know obviously sloppy mistakes towards the end um you know he you know we see Kelly throw the kick returner uh, the punt returner under the bus after the game, and yep. you know they, they couldn't get their best player of the ball. It just seems like this could be a situation that spirals fast
3: so I'm very curious because we talked about this game last week. You and I sort of had the similar sentiment. You're going down to the swamp at nighttime. You're a Pac-12 team. And boy, did that happen kind of exactly how we drew it up. Mm -hmm. Florida ends up getting the win. Anthony Richardson looked really electric, just shy of 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. And it was raucous. Uh, What should we be thinking about when we're betting Florida games moving forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I'll bet you you know Richardson's Heisman numbers move. I yeah, can guarantee did. that after that game because that was the question mark. Is you know Napier comes in, he, he wants the team to be more physical. You know, you know when he was with Louisiana, it was more like running base. You know, would he make that um, build Florida kind of in that same thing? And they they really don't have the the dominant wideout, so you wondered you know how that would you know, translate with Richardson developing as a passer, but he looks like he's ready to take a big step this year. Um, So, I mean, I like Florida. Obviously, live, they're they're probably a bet-on team. Um, You know, they got another tough test with Kentucky. Um, I was surprised to see them, you know, I I think they're favored by more than a field goal there. Um, Might end up being on Kentucky on that one because I just think it's going to be a close battle. I think Napier and this Florida team, they're going to play these types of games that come down to the last possession. I think we're going to see that a lot during the year. So as dogs, we want to bet them. When they're favorites, we probably want to fade them. So I I think the number is a little bit wide against Kentucky this week, but they're definitely going to be, it's going to be a fun, exciting team to watch.
1: Talking with Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Mark, let's look ahead to Week 2. And Bama, Texas is the marquee game. That's the game everybody's going to be talking about. But outside of that, man, I mean, there are four games that I look at that are really intriguing. Baylor-BYU, Oregon State at Fresno, Tennessee's at Pitt, Mm. and Florida and Kentucky. So Florida, after beating Utah, has to go right back at it and face Kentucky. Of those four games, which game... Can't you? Are you most excited to watch? And do you have an early play in any four of those games?
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, out of those games, I think that I was surprised at the line so wide in Pitt, uh, Tennessee. Yeah, you know, Tennessee now. I think it's up to seven. Seven, right? yeah. But mm-hmm. they're pretty valuable with Pitt because what do we know about Tennessee? Yeah, they score a lot of points. They get everyone excited, right? They also let up a million points too. Like the, the secondary is awful. Um, in the Music City Bowl last year, you know, Aiden O'Connell threw for almost 600 yards. Like they did whatever they wanted, um, and and that's kind of like the problem. So as a favorite, like do you want to lay that kind of points against a Pitt team that showed they can score against West Virginia? Yes, there's a huge talent gap between West Virginia um, and you know and Tennessee, but. Um, you know, Slovis looked good in the offense. They weren't as conservative as I thought they were. So, um, you know, I, I think that this might be a game. I want to see where the line goes. But if it goes through the seven, um, I'm probably going to end up on the Pit Panthers here. But you're right. There's a ton of games. You know, we get to see, you know, Florida and Kentucky. That's another one I think is going to be really interesting. And the Fresno game. It's mm-hmm. Another one, like Oregon State's a team, where, you know, we we play them at home, we fade them on the road, yes. right? Yep. Now they go to Fresno State, and, you know, it could be a Fresno State money line type of game. A yeah. so, um, lot yeah. of exciting matchups.
3: Fun stuff. Did you have something else, Pete? No, no, no. Well, interesting stuff. Mark Drumheller, we will have you on next week as always. Any final favorite play across NFL or college?
2: Um, I mean, we can go to Thursday night. I like the I mean, I mean, like the Bills, and I like the over in that matchup against the Rams. I think, you know, the, the Bills are probably the best team in the NFL on paper, right? And can they go out and show it? And I, I think the over is probably a play if we're going to play the total there just because the Bills' secondary. They lost some pieces. Tredavious White's not going to be there. Everybody's healthy on both sides. So I think you're going to see the quarterbacks go back and forth and trade touchdowns. But I'll take Josh Allen in that matchup if we're going quarterback for quarterback. I'm going to take Josh Allen and the Bills.
1: Great insight, Mark. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us. Enjoy this Clemson-Georgia Tech game. I hope the Clemson offense can get rolling for you a little bit.
2: All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
1: Not a problem. That was Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM Rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. Or converted to MGM Rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Okay, picture
0: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better